Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Conn Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. Today, I'm joined by former Washington Redskins corner, Fred Smoot, who now does, who does some analysis work for the team, pairs up with Logan Paulson a lot. They do a good job. Check them out wherever you can. And I wanted to bring Fred back on to talk about corner Emmanuel Forbes. As you know, and I had Fred Smoot on just a few weeks ago to talk about the defensive backs in this draft class. And they went out and got his guy, Forbes. They, of course, both went to Mississippi State. Fred loved him. He was the guy that he was wanted Washington to get. And they got him. So I wanted to have Fred back on, not just to gloat about it or sing the praises of it, but just to analyze the pick what it means, and also so much has been made about Forbes's size at only 166 pounds. Smoot came into the NFL only a few pounds heavier. How did he compensate for his size? Why does he think that Forbes, it won't be an issue for Forbes, and the, how he put on weight, and you know he got to a point where there was too much weight that he put on, so you can't just go out and put 15 pounds on and think, oh, you're just going to now be stronger it's got to be the right weight, and you got to play at the right weight for you. But Smoot was really good at talking about how he can use his strengths to his advantage here, you know, and how they can compensate for the weaknesses, but also how you can use the size, the lack of the extra girth to your advantage. So stay tuned for that. Before we get there, just a couple of things. As you know, on Friday, they cut, as we've been talking about this year, and I told you it was going to happen, they cut center Chase Ruye. They designated him a post-June 1st cut, which means they're going to save a, a, approximately, well, not approximately, $8.37 million on the cap this year. And so it's disappointing to see him go, but this was an expected move. Chase was a really solid guy, but it was a solid player here for them. But he had played only 10 games combined the last two years because of injuries. It's just hard to survive in the NFL, and you, it's hard to rely on a guy when you've had that kind of situation they also went out and signed Nick Gates to be their starting center. Then they drafted Ricky Stromberg in the third round. They also have Tyler Larson. Now, at one point this offseason, it could have been that they would have asked Ruye to take a pay cut, but that ship sailed a while ago, and really all they were waiting for was for him to get healthy and to pass his physical so that way they could make this move. So Anyway, and there's, he's not going to be coming back under some sort of lower deal. If you're Chase Ruiz, you want to go somewhere where you can play, and that's not going to be here. So, again, disappointing to see him go, but his cap number was high. They had to do something because you need to have healthy bodies at that position, and it was two years in a row where they had issues with the health. And so Gates, of course, was coming off his own injury, but he did come back last year for the Giants. But you now have Stromberg, a young guy that you can have as your future center, 
And then you also have another veteran there in Tyler Larson. So that's why they made the move. Andrew Norwell is still on the roster. I don't expect that to be the case for too long. He, of course, coming off a hip injury at the end of the season. So it's kind of the same deal. They're waiting for him to be healthy so that way they can then make a move. They have 80 guys on the roster right now. They, they'll um, get down to 79 after they release Norwell. They have 12 undrafted free agents. So can only be at 90, folks. Um, anyway, so that that's where we're at right now with all that. And they do have the rookie minicamp coming up later this week. Also on ESPN.com, I have a story up now about, I told you the other day, and it's it, was, it went up Saturday, not Thursday or Friday, like I thought it might, went up Saturday about Sam Howell, why they are confident uh, in Sam Howell, why they, why they decided to ride with him and then Jacoby Brissett. Uh, or only going after and going to get Jacoby Brissett and not being as aggressive as they were last offseason. And it's funny because one of the little nuggets I put in there was about how they had contacted Andrew Luck's people to see is does he have any interest in still playing? And the you know, clearly the answer was no, but it was all part of the due diligence. And they also they called every team that had a quarterback who might be available. So, you know, anyway, so I but it's funny because it somebody kind of made it a big deal about how they called luck or called about luck. And I don't, it was, it was, I put it out there last year in, in a couple different stories as a part of their due diligence and then their aggressiveness looking for a guy to play that position. Now they're going to ride with how, and I explain why they are hopeful that this kid can develop into something based on not just the Dallas game, but leading into that Dallas game work that he had done progress that they had seen anyway check it all out espn.com that's all i got for now so i'll be back excuse well a couple other things just stay tuned for later this week i'm supposed to talk to espn draft analyst jordan reed on tuesday put that out on wednesday so pay attention to that i've talked to a few other coaches about other players and again we have the rookie minicamp coming up later this week so that's it for me here's my conversation with former washington redskins corner fred smooth when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you know the largest ropes course in Zipline Park in the country is right here in the DMV? Located in the heart of Montgomery County, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring combines climbing and ziplining to create an aerial obstacle course unlike any other. With challenges anywhere from 10 to 75 feet in the air, there is something for all skill levels. Looking for some family time or the perfect date night before football season starts? You can even climb and zip line under the stars. Would you rather keep your feet on the ground? Give axe throwing a try. With their projector systems, you can throw at traditional targets, play tic-tac-toe, connect four, or even hunt zombies. Listeners of this show can get $5 off any ticket by entering the code KIME23DC at checkout. That's KIME, K-E-I-M, 23DC. So there you have it, folks. Climbing, ziplining, axes, food, and bonfires right in your backyard. 
The weather is warming up, so it's the perfect time to head outside and join the adventure at www.theadventurepark.com. That's www.theadventurepark.com and enter promo code KIME23DC. Well, Fred, I just told you off the air. I'm like, well, I don't want to bother Fred Smoot again. I just had him on a few weeks ago, but there was reason I had to have the Emmanuel Forbes captain back on yeah. the podcast. So, <laughs> what was your what was your reaction? I mean, you've been touting them all off season. So yeah, reaction when when Washington picked Forbes. Man, I was ecstatic. I was ecstatic for him. I, I was happy for the team, uh, and I was one like sometimes. People in the draft process, it's not always let's find a reason to draft a player. It's more let's find a reason why not. Right. And and I was with this kid. I was like, he he's the best cornerback in the draft, but still he doesn't have the body like everybody else. Like, well, me and Santana talk about it all the time. We went through the same exact thing. Yeah. We went like like when they cannot, and I told him this. When they cannot poke holes in your game, they'll poke holes in your frame. So don't worry about that. You survived in the SEC at 170, you will survive here. All right? That, that makes you the oddity that you are. Like, I tell everybody all the time, have you ever went outside and tried to throw a feather? It don't matter how, how, how strong your arm is, you cannot throw a feather. Well, it's simply like that with football players, that's light. Like, it's going to be hard for people to cut him and put him on the ground and him to stay there. Like, everything comes with advantage, and his advantage is his body type. You know, it's funny you say that, because I would tell my kids who were, they were not, like I had one son who was a basketball player, and he was only be about 5'10 or so, and he was younger. I said, use your size to your advantage. In other words, you're you're at a low, you're lower Get low mm-hmm. and bother them because you you're lower. So use your whatever your disadvantage. Use it to your advantage. So it seems like with him and just watching him and back me up or tell me what you think when I would yeah. watch him, whether against the runner in the screen game, his speed beats guys to the point of attack. Yes, yeah, very similar to myself. Like you could not right. run screen and you think you're just going to sweep it to my side because when people see us on field, they say, All right, well, let's run at the, the skinny the corner and see can he tackle. Yes, he can tackle. And that's the thing about it. It's the difference between a hitter and a tackler. A tackler right. gets people on the ground. Like Greg right. Williams told me, you're a tackler. Get people <laughs> on the ground. I don't care how you go about doing it. And he has those after roots, and they only come because he is that slender. Very similar similar to, how should I say, a Kevin Durant, where he uses his, his length, his size, and, and the reach to, to really hurt people. Like, And, and this kid going to do the same. And that's what I was going to ask you, because you were – how much did you weigh when you came out? One seventy-five. I'm two pounds. I was two pounds bigger than him. I I was literally two pounds bigger than him, and he he's very similar to me. Well, we didn't we don't get injured. He missed no games in the SEC. Right. I missed no games in the SEC. Uh, and everybody thinks because of a certain body type, guys will stay healthy. You know, like I know, guys get hurt in the NFL, and it yeah. doesn't matter what. No. Like Sean. Springs gets off the bus looking like Thor, and I get off the bus looking like David Chappelle. I've never heard like, it, 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 so it's it's it, at the end of the day, I think it's what comes with your body type, and when you worry like that and got a thick bone structure like like me and him have, you don't really get hurt a lot. 
Could you give Chappelle a run for his money on stage? Uh, you know what? I, I just learned from Chappelle. That's all. <laughs> okay. But I like it's I I you know that's that's why I like having you on because we go into you go into Chappelle and like Chappelle is hilarious on stage and yeah. you know you made guys laugh on the sidelines. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, man. And, and you know what? It's also the, the 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 game inside the game that I love about Emmanuel Forbes. He learned what we usually learn. In, in in the pros, and that this my squabble is not with the wide receiver. My squabble is with the offensive coordinator and the quarterback. He understands how to play through the quarterback, through the offensive coordinator. His picks are not, how should I say, fluky. No. His picks are from studying. Correct. He believes what he studied, and he goes out there and he transitions it to, to the cornerback position, which a lot of corners and everybody like Christian Gonzalez, Christian Gonzalez is. Well, yes, he's a bigger frame, but he hasn't played against Justin Jefferson. He hasn't played against Jamar Chase. He hasn't played against uh, all the wide receivers from Alabama, George Pickens from Georgia. He hasn't did that my guy has. My guy has proven that he can run with these guys. And, and guess what? I just can't wait to see him and Devontae Smith. And I asked him, who do he really – Who could, he can't wait to see, and he can't wait to see him. And them two slim reapers right there going head to head. <laughs> Well, I better say that that'll be a good matchup. But it is funny because, like with Gonzalez, I know the one game that stood out to them was the Georgia game, where he struggled. Yeah, yeah, because it was his first time playing against SEC speed. Right. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter uh, how you built in this game. It's 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 all about here because if you got the talent to make it to the league, now the the, the playing field is is even. Now what's going to separate us is your knowledge of the game and how fast do you take that knowledge of the game and play inside of a defense. He fits our defense better than any corner in this draft because of how we play a cover three match. He is a guy that plays with his visual mm -hmm. eye set. And then also him opposite of St. Juice, a nullifier on one side. And when I say a nullifier, St. Juice will never be uh, a 10-pick guy. But what he will be is a guy that stay in between the wide receiver and the quarterback and understand how to get that done. On the other side, now you have a thief, a certified thief. Uh, he's going to get the ball back. And, and guess who is going to help? Sam Howe. The more short fields that you give Sam Howe, the better he will look. So with with going back to the size, because I know people are going to focus on that was a big for. Listen, if that guy's 10, 15 pounds heavier, he's a top 10 pick. So thank you. So, yeah. So how did you how did you make it work for you? And were there little tricks you would do to make yourself way heavier? No, no, no. I told him. I heard I you. I heard you would put stuff in your, in your. In, in, in my pants. I would put weights in my pants. I remember the first weigh in and I would, I literally walked in there and the trainer was like, boy, I see them weights in your pants. What are you doing? <laughs> and he was like, don't you worry about your weight. Your weight didn't get you here. Your skill got you here. Your talent got you here. So that was the first time that it was like mentally like told me. It, it, it's not about how big you are. Like, yeah, when I'm in the locker room with the rest of the guys and they walking around all buff, yeah, I'm kind of looking at them and I'm different, but it doesn't matter at the end of the game. Can you play football or can you not play football? And and with this kid, it's not going to – don't worry about the weights. And notice this. When you get to the league, you start to eat better. The food is better. Right. Everything is better. So steaks – 
and waits. That's all it's going to take. And well, the one thing you don't want to do, Kine, is you don't want him to gain a lot of weight. Right. That he's I was, down. You don't want to take his game away from him. I was going to ask you that, too. and Because you gained, you got up to over 190, correct? Yes, I did. And I gained weight in Minneapolis, probably like my fifth, sixth year in the league. I, and it had a lot to do with the climate. The climate uh, literally thickened my blood up and I could, for the first time, put on weight, and I didn't like it. I did mm. not enjoy it. I didn't feel good. And I want to. And, and the first thing I did was try to trim back down. So at the end of the day, you are who you are in this game, and weight has nothing to do with it. Right. And that's why I wanted to have you on because since you were that size, I don't want to harp on the weight, but I yeah. want to. I you kind of want to educate people on what it was like for a smaller corner and how you can overcome that particular. Um, I guess concern or or whatever. So what you know? So what else? What little things would you do as a corner to to lessen that to make it not a weakness? Well, you got a good thing too. It becomes a strength. Like when I had to play against Keyshawn, a Plexico, a Randy, a To, the bigger receivers, they can't push you off for of, uh, off of them because, like I said, it's hard to throw a feather. Like they can't. Like, like I could lean on them when other guys couldn't lean on them. I could put my hands on them. I could touch them. I could do things that other guys couldn't do because I was so slender. All right? But it also allows me to slide through cracks in the run game. It allows me to uh, literally be the quickest guy on the field. And like I said, it was hard to cut me. It's hard to literally cut me and put me on the ground. So everything comes with its upside. Now the thing he's going to have to do, what I had to do is get stronger at the tech. Now what we do have going for us is when you try to block us, we have very long arms. Very long arms keeps you away from my body. So I don't need the strength. Oh, I don't need to be able to bench 225 10 times. Right. I need to keep you away from me long enough so I can get you off of me so I can go make the play. So with everything comes an advantage. And, and I think that's just like with guys like Rock Cotwright, the shorter running backs. Yeah. The reason they're so dangerous to us is because we don't see them until it's too late. They get right. behind the offensive lineman, and now I can't see Darren Sproles. And then Darren Sproles pops up, and then I try to put Darren Sproles on the ground. How am I going to put him on the ground when he's already on the ground? He's 5'5". Five five. So it, it, it's one of them things where your size becomes a weapon. Right. No, and that's why I say use whatever you have to your advantage and find a way to make it an advantage for you. What about – um? You know, you go back and you bring up some of the picks and the Kentucky one is one that Eric Stokes brought up in the press conference. And I had Darcel McBath on the podcast a couple of days ago talking about that play, that Kentucky play. But yeah. it was all born from study throughout the week and they run that play, a similar yeah. look and a two point conversion play a couple. I don't know, it was earlier that year or something like that. It wasn't a guess. But how impressive is a corner when you watch that play? How impressive was it to you knowing what goes into it? That's when I knew he was special. Like, that's when I knew he was different. That's when I said, this kid is this kid is studying. And, and not only is he studying, he's trusting what he sees. Mm -hmm. I see some guys hesitate. If you notice in that play mm -hmm. with no hesitation, no. Well, it, it was a smooth transition. And he shows you when he gets the ball in his hand, he's offensive. Mm -hmm. Like we got we got a saying at Mississippi State. Offensive players can't tackle. That's the reason they play <laughs> offense. And he pushed yeah. that to the 
he pushed that to the point. Like when he understands something, he just goes. And that's what I do like. And that's what I think the, the pro coach is going to love about it. Because if you got a player that plays cerebral already before you get them, now nah, coach can't wait to teach you the next level right. things. And, and, and now you become an easy coach. Like the one thing Coach Schottenheimer always said to me is, you are very easy to coach because I'm I was a I'm a nerd for the game. I'm very much in tune with everything. I know every player, I know every player's stats, I know their good points, their bad points. And that helped me check a David Boston. That helped me check a Ike Harriet. That helped me understand what are they trying, how they are gonna attack me. People couldn't beat me deep. Like I, I like if you notice and you go in my history, I don't really give up a lot of deep passes. No. Well, guess what? Like Coach said, they're gonna run comebacks on you. Comebacks is what you're gonna have. At the major in. So at the end of the day, it's learning not only what offenses like to do, but how they want to attack you specifically, especially when you're playing on the opposite side of a different corner. I had Champ Bailey. I had Sean Springs. I had Antoine Winfield. I had D'Angelo Hall. I had Carlos Rogers. I played with some of the best in the game. Yeah. And when you know this, you got to understand what habits am I showing and what habits do they want to continue to attack me with? Hey, did you, what'd you think of Quan Martin? I like Quan Martin, and the more and more I watch him, first of all, I'm going to be honest, I always pick every year, I pick a defensive backfield that I, I say this is the best in college football. For the last couple of years, it was Defro in Cincinnati, and that group, I love yeah, with Charles Gardner, and now it was, this year it was this group, and yeah. and, and I, I realized why I liked them, because one, they was coached by Lovey Smith. All right, mm -hmm. Not only were they coached by Lovey Smith, you could tell all of them are used to playing pro-style defenses. Also, they all showed the ability to do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. And see, what, what people don't understand about Quan, everybody looking at him as a corner, they need to start to look at him as that... Uh, more of a honey badger type of dude, yeah. more of a whatever we need you to do. I can play inside. I can play outside. I can play free safety. I can play strong safety. I can play big nickel. I can do anything. He is that guy that can do a little bit of everything. And he's physical at the point of attack. And that's what you want in the run from, from a guy that's going to play nickel. You like, you have to be a part of that run front. And that's why I think he's going to excel and people really going to fall in love with it. So one of the things I liked watching Illinois last year was their ability to disguise coverages. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it seems like when you have a guy like Quan and you have a couple of corners who are comfortable in different areas, but also cam curl on the field at the same time. If you want to use those guys in the Buffalo nickel, you're not sure who's going to be going there. Right. Or who's going to be in that role. So how much an advantage does that give them with the ability to disguise coverages and how much does it help to disguise coverages? It makes them less, uh, predictable and that's what you want to be you want to be less predictable you want to keep the quarterback guessing you want to hold it to the last minute that's one thing we did a good job of especially with Greg Williams the corners we yes. stayed moving like we did not stay in one thing we did not let you know what we was in we did not undress ourselves and that's what these corners gonna have to learn how to weaponize you got to weaponize pre uh coverage views you cannot let that quarterback know where to go with the ball and I think that's what 
what he would really benefit from from playing an approach style defense is he would be ready to do that from day one. And I think that's why they took him so early and didn't want to let nobody else get him because he is ready to come in. He is ready to play because he has been in those type of things. But, oh, it's everything. Because if you go out there with a Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady, uh, some of these guys, and you let them know where to go with the ball early, they will stretch you apart. And they'll slowly do it with a thousand paper cuts. So at the end of the day, you cannot do that with special. And then you got to realize, Kyle, the one thing we haven't done as good as this D line is and always been. We haven't, how should I say, sought the roll oaks of it. We haven't benefited from it. Right. We haven't no, turned the ball over. Right. We haven't uh dominated as a defense. And that because the front end and the back end was never attached. All right now you right. get to attach the front end and the back end with threats. The, the threats of taking the ball away. Now we're playing offensive ball. And, and once you're playing offensive ball on defense, it changes everything about how the defensive coordinator calls it. Because as a, as a cornerback, if the score is 3-3, I'm more prone to be safe in what I jump. I'm more prone to be uh, – Breakup mode. I want to break up passes instead of uh, break on balls and make plays. And when you when you do get a lead and when you do can play in front of the chains and get thirds and longs, now we start to jump routes. Now we start to make plays. Now we know we you know if I make a mistake, it ain't gonna ruin the whole game for the team. So that's when the players start to play inside of the football game. What would you tell Emmanuel to say? Hey, listen, they're gonna try to attack you by doing this. What would you tell him? All right, because of his reach, he has a reach of a basketball player. He has a reach of a 6'4 guy. So throwing fade routes uh, endless, don't do it on him. Like people are not going to throw, so they're going to try to body you. They're going to try to play basketball with you. They're going to try to uh, post you up. They're going to try to uh, push you off. And all I would tell him is stay sticky. Stay sticky. Learn the – the old pros moves. All right? When you push me, I grab you. All right? when I when, when you like when you when you lean on me, I lean on you. So it's 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 these things that he'll learn from a Terry McLaurin. Like this is the greatest thing that's gonna happen to him. The wide receiver group that he's gonna go against at practice is gonna get him ready for everybody. Terry is gonna get him ready for the super fast guys in here that shifted that know how to tone down routes and set you up. Then he's gonna go against Jahan Dawson, a guy that knows how to turn the motor, just smooth in and out of his cuts. He's going to see the real true athlete in Curtis Samuels at practice. So he will have guys that's going to get him ready for the rest of the guys in the league. No, that's, and that's very true. And, you know, that's what I was wondering. So like when they, when they, when you say grab them, you're talking about down low, just a little bit of a little no, bit of I'm a tug. About, I'm just talking about like the one thing about it, like when, when receivers come and they want to run a curl, they usually going to extend the left arm if they're turning inside and he's playing the right corner. Okay. I will, when you, when you extend their left arm, I'm only going to grab your arm. I'm not, I'm not like if my arm and your arm, it, it, it looks like the same thing. So yeah. they're going to call it on you before they call it on me. And these are the things he got to learn how to do because he is slender. And when you are slender, they're going to try to outruff you. Right? And when they try to outruff you, you got to outskill them. There you go. And so what was your reaction? Did you jump? Did you cheer? Like when, when oh, they yeah, picked I went, cra- I went crazy. The team actually has my reaction on recording. That's right. I did see. That's right. I forgot about yeah. that. I did, I did see that that night. Yes. It felt like. 
a part of me like I got drafted again. <laughs> like it, 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 it really did, especially when you know all the people from Mississippi State calling me and stuff like that. I'm like, I didn't get drafted. Emmanuel got drafted, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I kind of vicariously lived through him and got to live it again and just how excited he was and and, and just another Mississippi State dude because you think about it now Mississippi State and Washington forming a relationship did you have how much have you had a chance to talk to him since he was drafted I had I we we sit down we talked once he got here uh we got out and talk I talked to his mom I talked to his sister and we just chopped it up and I just let him know I'm here for him you know no matter what you know whatever he needs from me I got him and I'll be that guy in hand for him long you know long as he's playing the game you know he's not quite as vocal as Fred Smoot but he what what were your impressions of him just meeting him he's all right all right he's very polite yeah. He's very he's very quiet. So he's a country boy. Don't get it twisted. He's a country <laughs> boy. And uh, but he got a Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing going yeah. on. He's very quiet off the field, studious. But on the field, he turns into a dog. And that's yeah. appropriate for what it is. Like, like he said, that's when I can let go of all my frustration. That's when I can be <laughs> who I want to be. Yeah. All right. So I think it, it, it's it's a switch that he turns on. And, and I think it comes from being a competitor. Like he's truly a competitor because like me, he's heard all his life. You cannot do it because you are too skinny or you are too this or too that. So he's going to, that's an uphill battle. He's going to have to go on his whole life defending off. Uh, yes, I might be skinny, but I do belong. So if you could just give him some of your Fred Smoot phrases or anything like that yeah. as a reporter, yeah. as a media guy, I would appreciate it because that would make it even more fun. So it's always, always fun. But Fred, you're the best. Thanks a lot, man. Anytime, Kyle. Thanks to Fred Smoot for joining me. And thank you, as always, for tuning in. I'll be back with another episode. The podcast come out Tuesday night, video Wednesday morning with ESPN draft analyst, Jordan Lee.